For just one corporate job, only four to six people will get an interview for every 250 resumes received. Those aren't very good odds if you're counting on that job. The fact is, you need a real person advocating to a real employer that is a real job, and that's where Express Employment Professionals come in. Express is your local resource to help you get a new job. Express has more than 18,000 jobs available weekly. That's 18,000 jobs that need to be filled right now. Find your nearest office at ExpressPros.com, and Express never charges a job seeker to find employment. Your locally owned Express office can connect you with available jobs in your community. On ExpressPros.com, find jobs in manufacturing, accounting, customer service, sales, distribution, and information technology, you name it. Visit the nearest Express office today to speak with hiring professionals connected to the available jobs in your community. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. ExpressPros.com. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. You're going to hear a very wild story tonight on Coast to Coast. Those of you who are brand new to the program, Michael Fitzhugh Bell was back with us uh, about a year ago when we talked about the invisible crime. Well, this is the invisible crime part two. It's a whistleblower. Michael is a victim of what is referred to as an unacknowledged special access program, apparently created by the U.S. government, believed to be part of a military black ops portion of the shadow government. Bell is victimized through the misuse of advanced nanotechnology, biomedical devices embedded throughout his body, using clandestine government classified technologies. The first book that he wrote demonstrated this and used actual verified doctor's reports and documented medical images to prove his fact. Bell is under constant attack by bioelectronic torture weapons 24-7 and a nonstop assault on his life. We'll find out why. Fighting on the front lines of this battle of survival every day. And Michael, is it any better since you were last with me? Uh, George, it's great to be here. I would have to say my targeting has escalated, uh, especially with the release of this brand new book. They did not want this out, did they? No, it's interesting you said that because um, uh, here's an interesting fact that happened with this new book. My publisher just informed me uh, a couple of weeks ago that someone or some group tried to sabotage my new book during the submission process. An extremely sophisticated program was found embedded into my manuscript that corrupted, scrambled, and encrypted the text, making it impossible to read. Luckily, my publisher was able to extract the program after several weeks of digital, diligent reformatting, but he said he'd never seen anything like it in 25 years of publishing. And he said it was no coincidence that it happened to my book, and he said uh, if anyone's questioning the validity of what I've written about, someone has gone to great lengths to prevent it from being published. Absolutely. And Michael, for those people who did not hear your show with me December 29th, 2016, or new listeners... Tell us a little bit about this invisible crime. What has happened to you, and when did this start? Okay, I can tell you um, just quick a quick summary. What happened to me is that I was a, um, a screenwriter out in Hollywood, California, and one night I was someone broke into my a group broke into my apartment and drugged and abducted me, and I remember bits and pieces of the abduction. I remember frightening masks. I remember 
being on a surgical table at one point. Um, I also remember waking up the next morning and my body was riddled with these tiny surgical incision scars, and uh, I didn't know what to make of it. Uh, I consulted with private investigators and an ex-CIA agent, which informed me that it sounded like what had happened to me is that I'd become what's known as a targeted individual, and that I had perhaps been implanted with advanced nanotechnology biomedical devices. So I traveled around the world collecting medical evidence, MRIs, ultrasounds, all clearly showing foreign objects, which I published in the first book. And um, for people that don't really know what this is, it's believed to be a massive field test and illegal clinical trial and human experimentation using classified technologies. It's believed to be the most advanced weapon system ever created by mankind, and it, it embodies every bit of science, neuroscience, psychology, medicine, mathematics, physics, and all war tactics, techniques, and methods, and basically the sum of all human knowledge. In your opinion, how many people are out there like you? Uh, that's, well, in the new book, I, I have a chapter called The Statistics Are Staggering. And uh, what it's, it's estimated that 1% of the global population are victims of this crime. That's Jeez. Out of a population of 7.5 billion people, that would be roughly around 75 million victims worldwide, of which the signature, as I describe in the new book, signature or hard targets, to people that are at the highest levels of victimization are the 1% of the 1%, so roughly... People like me, there's 750,000 people like me around the world at my level of targeting in my research. Have you ever tried to get the, any of these things extracted from your body? I yes, I have. I had. I did have one removed, which is in which appears, which I was allowed to photograph before it was taken away from me in my first book, um, and it clearly is something that's not part of the human body, certainly not organic. What does it but, look like, uh, Michael? Uh, it was kind of um, oblong. It, it was about the size of a tic-tac, uh, and it was removed from my left lower front jaw. And um, it was interesting because when I went to the doctor's office, the doctor said, I, 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 I didn't tell him what I thought it was. I just had this little bump underneath my gum line in my lower jaw. And um, so I arranged to have it removed in his office. But when I came back a week later for the removal, um, the doctor obviously had been talked to or spoken to by someone. And Whereas before, the first visit, he said he'd let me keep whatever he removed. Whatever it was, he would let me keep it. When I came to have it removed, um, he wouldn't let me keep it. And he did hmm. let me photograph it, so I did include those photographs. But he, he would not let me keep it, and he said he had to send it to pathology, which declared it some kind of a mucoid formation, which I know was not true. 
And how many of these things do you think are in your body now? Well, I have scars. I have, it's, I, 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 at last count, I have 250 uh, corresponding and symmetrical scars from head to toe on, on exactly opposite points of each part of my body. Um, and the, exactly the same kind of scar from the foreign object that was removed from the inside of my gum and my mouth. So I have many. At the very least, I have a multitude of these, uh, what I believe to be um, uh, nanotechnology biomedical devices. Um, just like the first one, I, I can't see these scars being anything other than something that was unnatural that was uh, forced upon me. Are they there to control you, to kill you? What do you think they're there for? I think they're there for several different reasons, George. I think that they're there for to monitor me, to surveillance me, to track, to view, to interact with me, to read my thoughts, believe to be able to read my thoughts in a process which I describe in the new book as synthetic telepathy, which is a bi-directional um, communication between the human mind and the supercomputer. So that's something that I described. That's, that's the title of the new book, is a targeted individual, synthetic telepathy, and global criminal biomedical human experimentation. Michael, why do you think you were picked, selected, taken? I have some ideas, but I'm afraid to pinpoint the source uh, for fear of backlash, but I have, um, I have an idea uh, that it was some form of retribution from something that happened to me when I was about 19 years old, and uh, by a very, very powerful, wealthy, influential family with strong political and government ties. I, I can say that much without incriminating anyone or accusing right. anyone, but I believe that, that it's connected to that. The, you th you think this, this group, this family, is behind this? I believe somebody connected to the family, and I believe that uh, I've been told uh, by people that know a lot more than me, including an ex-CIA agent, that the perpetrators behind my particular crime are part of a group called the Cabal, spelled C-A-B-A-L, not to be confused with the Kabbalah. This is a Cabal is a uh, secret group or government faction, um, extremely secretive and uh, extremely powerful and influential. What do they want with you, Michael? And I, and I say that in all due respect. What do they want with know. you? That's a great question. A lot of people say, why would they pick you? What's so special about you? I believe um, initially it had to do with some form of um, retribution, um, some kind of punishment for me, but, but anyone, any target individual, uh, and there are different levels of mm -hmm. being targeted. Certainly when you compare what happens to one person to that of another, it's certainly very different um, for each person, but I believe that this is a, um, a program 
an experimental program, human experimentation, uh, a real a real crime against humanity, similar to what what happened in the concentration camps in Nazi Germany, and it's maybe uh, yeah. That's what I and and I mean, what what could be what could be uh, a more uh, dangerous weapon than being able to? And this crime is being scaled to the entire population eventually. That's the long-term goal. So uh, I believe it's human enslavement and depopulation seem to be the general focus, but also at the highest levels, um, I believe the data is being collected on me and um, other targeted individuals for purposes of, of, of study and experimentation, completely illegal. I would say, are these implants embedded in your brain by any chance? I have some, they only show up in MRIs and ultrasounds. And I have MRIs that I published in the first book uh, that I have circled. And um, it's easy to see that there is a foreign object in several. Yes, I do have several that are in, in my brain. I believe, uh, certainly the MRIs certainly show it, um, but they're throughout my entire body, and um, it's, uh, it's, it, it's, a, it's a crime against humanity. It's, it's really, it's, it's an atrocity what's happened to me. Are you hearing voices in your head, Michael? I don't hear the, vo- the voices. I have a different format of this targeting. Um, mine is referred to as silent subliminal sound presentation. So I don't hear voices like a lot of the other targeted individuals, but I do hear a very loud electronic sound constantly. That would drive, drive, that would drive me crazy. You can't turn it off. It, once it was turned on, it, it, it was, um, it's been going uh, since that for this particular part of the um, targeting has been going on. The moment I still remember the moment it was turned on in late 2008, um, on October 13th, 2008. I remember the moment that I was, as I described in my book, activated, and um, it's never been the same since then. Coming up on nine years, and it still continues. That's right. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.